Blog Talk Radio. Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. This is, this is Marla Martinson, matchmaker, author, energy healer, card slinger. I do a lot of stuff, you guys. I'm a Gemini. So I'm hoping that everybody's been stepping into their magic. Uh, we've been home a lot. Some places around the country are shutting down again and the threat of having to be in quarantine again, locking down. Um, we've all got to stay in our high vibe, high frequency, and magical space to try to shift the energy and keep ourselves um, in a good place. And I've got a great guest for you today, but first I'm going to read from Louise Hayes' Heart Thoughts, A Treasury of Inner Wisdom. And she says, Louise says, I am my own unique self. You are not your father. You are not your mother. You are not any of your relatives. You are not your teachers at school, nor are you the limitations of your early religious training. You are yourself. You are special and unique, having your own set of talents and abilities. No one can do things exactly the way you can do them. There is no competition and no comparison. You are worthy of your own love and your own self-acceptance. You are a magnificent being. You are free. Acknowledge this as the new truth for yourself, and so it is. She also says, when we grow up, we get so worried about what the neighbors think. We ask ask ourselves, will they approve of me? Everybody and everything is unique and different and meant to be that way. If we are like other people, then we are not expressing our own uniqueness. And my guest today is super unique in expressing all of her fabulous, unique talents and gifts. And her name is Madam Z. She is a high-degree priestess, master tarot counselor and reader, sacred circle facilitator, women's retreat leader, and powerful witch. She makes it easy for women to learn magic, and she takes all of the confusion out of it and breaks it down so it's easy to learn. And everyday witching is her jam. She also is a very smart witch. She holds an MBA. She loves dancing, world traveling, documentary junkie. She's a foodie. She likes oddities and curiosities. She collects those. And we've got to find out which oddities and curiosities she's got in her collection. I'm very interested in that. She loves museums and experience other cultures. She sounds like a soul sister to me, so I'm going to bring her on. Hello, Madam Z. Hello, Marla. How are you? Witchy greetings. I'm phenomenal. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for being on the Mystical Matchmaker podcast. Oh, Hello? so glad oh. to be here. Okay. <laughs> I just hit some hit a hit a button. I thought something went weird, wonky. But I guess it didn't. So so today we're gonna talk about transformation through magic and just tell everybody how did you what was your life if you had a life before uh, you know, living the witchy, witchy life and what got you into all this, stepping into this magical life? Sure. It started way back a long time ago before internet. So I am considered, I call myself an OG witch, original gangster. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and, love it. Yeah, an OG witch. So um, I started off as a Christian and went mm-hmm. to Catholic school and went through the whole thing. And um, for some reason, it just never resonated with me because I was looking for the divine feminine in mm-hmm. the teachings. Um, now we have Mary Magdalene, which is a new following. It's, you know, becoming more popular. But back then, when I was 
doing Christianity. We didn't have Mary Magdalene was not reverend as much as it is now or the defined um, feminine. So I left Christianity to seek a religion where the divine feminine was uplifted, where it was celebrated, where it was the center of their practice. And I found earth magic and I found Wicca. So Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved the the way they uplifted women, how they were like, you are a powerful force, and everything was centered around women energy, and we were encouraged to be powerful. Um, so I did, um, became high-degree priestess, found a coach, well, not a coach, but found a mentor. Back in the day, you had to try to find um, – <laughs> Like you couldn't go online and find one like you can now, right? You had to go into yeah. the depths of the darkness and find one. Um, so I found a mentor that took me under her wing, and I studied for a year and a day, which is the traditional year and a day, and mm-hmm. dove deep into my studies. And then I decided, like, oh, Wicca's a little bit, I'm kind of done with Wicca. I kind of want to be more eclectic. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of not have any rules in my magic. And so now mm-hmm. I consider myself an eclectic witch, and I bring lots yeah. of magic from different pantheons, different sources, and I have no rules at all when it comes to witching. So I encourage my students yeah, to do what they mm-hmm. What they want, I encourage right? my yeah. students. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. Yeah. What feels Sorry. good to them. No, I was, not what the I was excited because – yeah, because I'm eclectic too, and there's no rules, and I don't, I don't like that. That's what a lot of us, a lot of people leave religion because there's a lot of rules, and you have to think a certain way, and and uh, if you do this, it's wrong, and and so the right. the witching, you know, it's like you can you can create your own path. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you so that led uh, you- did your yeah, that led you to, how did your family react or friends or anything? You know, you you kind of left the church and went into the witchy side of things. Well, I lived in Alabama, in the South, Alabama, Tennessee, and I had an MBA and I lived in higher education. So I couldn't come out of the broom closet fully because of my job. And you're in the South, and if you're anything but Christian, you were shunned, especially back in the day. Um so I kept it very secret. What I would what I would say is I would muggle Monday through Friday, and then I would witch on the weekends. I would put my suit up on, you know, 6 o'clock on Friday and put my cloak on at 7 o'clock on Friday, and then it would go in the closet at 7 o'clock at night on Sunday. So um, they were receiving. I have a, I'm lucky because I was, my parents are very understanding. My family's pretty open. But it's funny because they always told me when I actually come out of the broom closet and told them what I am and what I believe, they were very accepting. But they, the funniest thing, my mom said, you were always a weird child anyway, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll yeah, you'll find that even though you try to hide your magical powers or your witchiness, you really can't hide them. People kind of know something's going on. So right, I was lucky in the sense that my family was very okay, do your own thing kind of thing. But my my parents still go to church. They don't ask me to come over to Easter anymore because they they already know that I don't mm-hmm. celebrate Easter and Christmas, mm-hmm. and they're very accept, accepting. So I'm lucky that way. Mm, that's great. And you pr- probably have your own, you know, solstice or Yule or whatever, your your own celebration that you've created. Do oh, you yeah. do, do that? You follow the wheel or, um, yeah, the 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 uh, Shabbat, of the witch, you know, the earth-based stuff. Yeah. That there's a lot of wonderful witchy um, holidays, you know, to, to uh, celebrate. So. Yeah. So uh, then when did you leave? So you were in corporate. What were you doing with your MBA? Uh, I was, well, traditionally I was in student accounts and accounting and what they traditionally call the bursar's office. So Mm -hmm. if you're in a traditional college, you go to the bursar's office for all of your accounting, financial aid, all your payments, 
um, anything that has to do with accounting and money for the university. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I did for higher education for a very long time. And then I started to see this big shift in higher education. And it wasn't really about the students anymore. It became more about a moneymaker thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I had to make the transition from corporate life into serving people because that factor just started to shift, and it wasn't aligned with what my values were as a person. So Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to make, like, an exit plan. Okay. So you got got onto that, and uh, Mm -hmm. how how was that? How was your exit plan? What, What did it, was it pretty, did you have to start doing stuff on the side, or did you just jump right into it? I decided to, because I'm a tourist, so we plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we have to all have right. all of our ducks. We have to have our ducks in a row. We have to have our money together, our financials, you know, together. So I wrote a plan. I was like, all right, I'm leaving corporate America in two years. That's my two-year plan to exit. And uh, I worked in my business part-time. Um, and what I always used to say was my – Nine to five job was my silent partner in my business. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was part time for a very long time until my exit plan. And then there was a whole shift in the company. And then that was my opportunity to just exit. So I left and I've been doing this full time for about five years now. Full time teaching for five years. Wow. Congratulations. So, thank um, you. What does that What does that look like? You have one on one ones and classes and greetings. How does How does your which you you know practice um, career uh, look like now? I have all of those. <laughs> I have a <laughs> online presence where I have the High Priestess of Master Your Magic Academy, which is a witchy school academy online with the Facebook group. And then I do one-on-one magical coaching. Um, okay. Before the whole COVID thing, I had retreats that were scheduled. I was um, working as leadership in new moon circles, witchy retreats, goddess retreats. But now that's shifted. So I'm bringing yeah. a lot of that stuff on virtually now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and how about your husband? Um, is he into all this stuff? And did you meet him before or after? <laughs> um. <laughs> the, the funniest thing, we're life partners. We're not married. He asked me to marry, okay. not to marry him, and I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't ever want to get okay. married. Been there. Okay. Both of us have been there and, and done that. We just you know, just don't want to complicate things. Um, he was, he, it's funny because he's an atheist. He's a non-believer. And I've always oh. been a witch, so he knew I was a witch before we even met. So our relationship mm-hmm. is pagan and witchy. So it kind of works out. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a weird yeah, combo, perfect, but for some reason combo. it works out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I know a lot of people have, issues with that with their you know when they start to get really get into their magic and stuff their partner maybe freaks out and mm-hmm. it's like hey that's not the person I married or met because it's a process and right. all of that but if you can meet somebody right. that can just accept you for who you are um that's awesome right. and and um what about these oddities and curiosities uh, what's in your collection oh what, what are some of your <laughs> oh my gosh um, I I want to collect some wet specimens, but I'm not sure where to put those yet because I haven't very quite the cows, and I'm trying not to get so much clutter in my house, you know, because of the energy. Um, right. But I throw bones, so I have a lot mm-hmm. of bones and curios in my bone throwing kit. I have mm-hmm. a couple of of teeth. I have a big, beautiful painted cow skull. That's black, and on mm. top of it, it has all these different sigils and Nordic runes, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful. So, mm. but I love the, and I have a lot of what we call like death photos. You know, back in the day, the Victorians used to take pictures of their, mm-hmm. their children. 
which is it's yeah, so and, and even people they'd, ha- they'd they'd set them up in chairs or you know it yeah. looks like they're sitting there alive or standing or you know not only children but people and then take a picture with the family. Um, it's right. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating. So and the bones, uh, the bone uh, throwing. Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask you about the bone. What kind yeah. of bones? And tell people what bone throwing is if they don't know what that is. Sure. Bone throwing is an ancient type of divination system that usually was done by African people in Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's not a very well-known system. You know, you see it in movies, but it's not as very well-known as like tarot or oracle or tea leaf readings. But you have these set of bones or shells and curios or a combination of both. And every bone is assigned a meaning. And so you can either put them around um, in a bag and have them pull their different ways to do it. But I just put it um, in my um, little shaker bowl that I have, and I just throw them on the mat. And then you Mm -hmm. read it differently. Everybody has a different style, just like tarot readers have a different style. Um, But how they cluster together and what the meanings of those bones mean is how you're going to get the answers to your questions. Mm. So it's very interesting. And for yeah. example, do you give yeah. do you give the meanings of the bones yourself? Do you give the, your own meanings to each bone? I thought well, when I tell, teach my students, I tell them what they're typically supposed to mean, just like I do in tarot. Okay. But mm-hmm. if they find out that they have, I don't know, an elk tooth that has a different meaning to them, then of, of course you're very connected mm-hmm. with the ancestors when you're throwing bones. So mm-hmm. you call in your ancestors, you call them in for guidance, and if you feel that you're one of the curios or bones or um, beads or gemstones means something different to you, by all means, change the meaning of it so that you make that your system. You know that you're working mm-hmm. with your ancestors. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. Um, and what kind of tooth? You said you have a tooth. What kind of tooth? From what kind of uh, being? Just a regular tooth. <laughs> a, per- a, a regular person? Tooth. A human? A person. A human yeah. tooth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, interesting. It, it's because I go to the, um, what is it, the Oddities and Curiosity and Oddities Expo. I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. they have a travel, it's a traveling circuit. So the, they come to major cities. But because of the COVID, it's, they're canceling a lot of them. But mm-hmm. um, they make actually like jewelry out of teeth and bones and it's very just it's interesting, so interesting. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I, get, I love um, I love bats, and I've seen some small bats <sighs> that are you know pre- preserved and then sold in like a real cool cage that you could display. Yeah, you know, I always wanted one of those, and um, uh, but I thought also the clutter thing. I don't want to. Get, I have a small I know. office. It's kind of my my. Um, you know, my husband's not going to let me display a bat out in the living room. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I've got my my sanctuary here where I do my work, and it's only so big. So, you know, just already my yeah. thirty to thirty-five decks of tarot cards take up you know different space to space oh. because I got to have them out for easy access with my readings. Uh, so, how many how many I'm tarot de- decks would you say you have? Because I I know tarot readers, we can go a little crazy. I have a hundred plus. Okay. And Oracle and, and Lenormand. Oh, it's like two bookshelves. And I had to cut uh-huh. back because I, I was like, I can't buy every single tarot deck. And I don't know if you're like this, Marla, but I have tons of tarot decks, but I only read with one or two. Because mm. I like my I have, soul Exactly. Well, I do use probably about eight because I have um, some Oracle decks. I have angel 
uh, animal spirit, uh, oracle, um, shamanic one, and then a couple about three different regular tarot decks that I'm using all the time. So when, when somebody I'm working on the hotlines or I'm doing a reading, I'll pull cards mm-hmm. from four different decks and then maybe with somebody I'll end, end with an angel card or end with an animal spirit card for an extra message. Yeah. So I do use quite a few, but I've got quite a few decks that, I haven't dove into because you've got to read the book on like some of these Oracle runs and stuff and kind of learn the system yeah. and everything. And I don't have time to do that, but they're sitting there for one day. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah. it's, I collect them. I may not use mm-hmm. them in all my readings, but some of the art in those tarot decks and Oracle yeah. cards are amazing. Yeah, they Even are. Even if they're, I, they're still if amazing. I, you could use them as, as collectors and as, you know, put them on the wall and frame them as a piece of art. Mm-hmm. So I took amazing. one uh, deck apart and uh, put put uh, all the cards into, because uh, I have a lot of books, all my books as bookmarkers, you know, so then when yeah. I'm reading a book, I, I have it. So I'm, And then sometimes I'll send in a birth card or something, I'll send a card out of, I'll take one deck and say, I'm going to use these <clears throat> because I'll never... You know, it's just, and I cut myself off now. I'm like, that's it. It's just ridiculous. I can't, they're just going <laughs> to sit there. So I did stop and, and, and my husband, when I, one can't, one more came cause it was this, this one, like star seed, the star seed Oracle. So it was real, like with the Pleiadians and the ETs and all yeah. that. And that arrived yeah. and was like, you told me that you're, you're not ordering anymore. Is that really your last deck? You know? And I was like, yes. Cause I told him before, you know, this one's my last deck. This one's my, and he goes, is that really your last one? So I'm like, it is, it is. I swear to God. And so I, I have cut myself <laughs> off because it, but there's always new ones being, being uh, created mm-hmm. like Christina in our, in our, she posted this unicorn one that's, you know, being created. And I was like, uh-huh. Oh my God, that looks so beautiful. <laughs> I know. As you, I mean, you think you're going to stop, right? Oh, you can always, like, cut back yeah. on what you're going to buy, but I'll never right. stop. But now I I pick and choose which one I want. I love um, yeah. independent or indie decks on, mm-hmm. like, Kickstarter or yeah. something. So I'm getting away from the more mass-produced stuff. Right. And getting yeah. into really unique ones. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is your favorite witchy divination thing that you do? Oh, tarot. But I love all of it. Mm-hmm. I love all of yeah. them. I can sit and talk about divination all the time. I love candle wax divination, flame reading oh. divination. Yeah, I love all of it. With with the candle wax, that's what you drip it into water, right? When the person holds the candle and it drips. Is that the way you do it? That's and read one it? way. Another Mm-hmm. Another way is is you actually do your spell work, right, or your um, mm-hmm. your manifesting, whoever you want to say it, and you light the candle and you actually watch the flame and how it flickers means something, and how the wax melts also mm-hmm. has a meaning to it, and okay. any symbols that you see within that wax has a meaning also. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, there's so many things, just like you said, you could read, we could read once we start reading things and tapping into our intuition, we could just go out in nature and pick up a leaf, a stick, a pine cone, a, you know, and then just toss them and read them and let our intuition okay. t- take over. Right. Correct. Um, or you could just you know, every, yeah. sit on the mm-hmm. grass and watch the clouds and cry with the clouds. Yeah, everything becomes symbols for us and and, uh, a way to connect with the divine. It's beautiful. So uh, transformation through magic, let's talk about that. What does that mean uh, to you, transformation? How do you transform through magic? It's what I call transformation through magic is like designing your destiny yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of women feel like they're stuck in a certain situation, in a job, in the money, in a relationship, mm-hmm. being single, um, or whatever it is for them. They just feel like this is the hand that was dealt to me and I don't have any power to change it. And mm-hmm. that's not true. That's not true at all. And 
through spell casting, or I call it spell casting, if you want to call it manifesting, whatever you want to call it, you can absolutely change your circumstances. You can transform your life, your circumstances, mm-hmm. your finances, whatever it is, absolutely through magic. If, mm-hmm. you, know, if and, you want to manifest that, so, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so for people who are wondering, well, what is magic? And we spell it with a K. Uh, what, so transform, <laughs> transforming your love life, your uh, money, all of that through magic, what exactly do you mean? If somebody's saying, well, what does she mean by magic? How do I transform it through magic? What is that exactly? Magic with a K means that you're working with the elements and the goddess energy and you are setting your intentions out there and you are putting your intentions and your, your, your essence and your power out there to transform the universe or the energy to change your circumstances. Now, magic with a C is just magician up on the stage in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so magic is about... Asking the universe what you want to change. It's about bringing the power in yourself, standing in it, demanding that, hey, I am powerful, I deserve this, Mm -hmm. doing all your sigils if you need to, candle magic, and it's taking all of those elements to actually say, hey, this is what I want, I'm going to work toward it, I'm going to light the candle, send all of my intentions out into the universe, you're going to, sometimes if you work with the ancestors or the gods or goddesses, you don't have to if you don't want to. But um, And also about honoring and giving thanks. And it's about um, sacrifice and making it happen. Instead of just being, mm-hmm. instead of just being a passenger in this thing called life, you can actually steer your boat where you want to go. Yeah, I always say you are the CEO of your own life. I tell women that all the time because they you you work the hotlines too and a big mm. thing that a big theme is women uh wanting to know if their ex is going to come back, if they're going to get back together with their yeah. ex. I never knew yeah. there were so many thousands of women uh across the country wanting to waiting for their ex to come back. I mean, it's every single day and every reader that I talk mm. to has this question. So I, I tell, try to share with the women, you're waiting for somebody else to decide how your life is going to go. You're just waiting for yeah. him to pick you or come back. Or So you are the CEO of your own life. How, how do you want it to go? And I love transforming that all through magic and taking that divine feminine power and standing in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for uh, people who never heard of the word sigil, um, explain mm-hmm. what a sigil is because I love working with sigils too. Sigil. To me, sigil is a symbol that has power in the meaning. Um, you could use, I mean, heck, if you just look at sigils everywhere, if you open to what sigils are, you'll see them everywhere. Even the money sign is a sigil. Even the heart symbol mm-hmm. is a sigil. I mean, even an emoji can be a sigil. <laughs> It's the intent or the magic and the power that you put and the energy that you put into that symbol, that sign, that sigil, that you create yourself or you, you know, deem this symbol that I'm creating now is for money, is for love, is for traveling, is for health, is for happiness. So wherever I write this sigil or this symbol at, it's going to take on that energy that it's assigned to it or that you assign to it. Mm-hmm. And typically people will t- uh, take a word, let's say manifesting a new job, and then you'll write it down and then you'll cross out the vowels, right? And then you'll take the uh, other letters and put them together in a design and then Correct. power it up. Yeah. Correct. And, uh, and you can use it, you can that, put it up in a, wherever you want <laughs> or burn it or whatever, yeah. right? What would you do with it when you make one? 
It depends on what it is, and that's one way of doing it. Now, another way you can do it is you can take symbols of the futhark or the Norse runes, what I call, and you can combine those meanings of those runes together and just make one symbol, right, just one mm-hmm. main symbol. Um, but I, depending on what you want to do with that sigil or what that sigil means to you, if it's money, I will write that sigil on either my um, my wallet or my credit mm-hmm. card or my business card. Or if it's protection, I will anoint the house, the door, the window seals with this sigil with protection oil. Um, if it's love, I will anoint my headboard with it or my bathroom with it or the person who I want to bring into my life with love, I will anoint that person with love. I don't, I don't, it's so weird because I never do magic really for other people. I always do magic for myself, right? So the thing about sigils, which I really absolutely love, is they're hidden. If you power up this symbol, and this is what your symbol is for you, that means money or luck or prosperity or health or love. Um, you can actually power that up and you can take some anointing oil. It doesn't even have to be a magical oil. It can just be an olive oil. And you can write that Mm -hmm. symbol on anything you want to and nobody knows. Nobody knows that Mm -hmm. that symbol is enchanted there. And Mm -hmm. it's very powerful, but it's very, very secretive. Yeah, and I know um, I was reading something or somewhere about like old houses, um, sometimes they'd find these sigils on the house that, you know, mm-hmm. women, witches would put, put on their house for protection. They found some in some old, you know, a couple hundred year old homes or something. They'd find sigils yes. on the house, mm-hmm. which I thought, wow, that is so cool. Uh, yeah. To find that. Yeah. Um, which is exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, Explain what for people because there's still people who say, "Oh, witches are evil and devil worshippers, and it's bad and this is terrible." Um, and mm-hmm. it's maybe from Disney or you know they get the idea mm-hmm. from horror films yeah. or whatever. So what is your yeah. um, because they say, "Well, a good witch or a bad witch," which I don't really buy into that good and bad because it's really it's just uh, the earth based. Um, uh, goddess, you know, religion mm-hmm. where you're just like you said, you're powering up symbols for good, for health, for love, for, for mm-hmm. protection and, and doing things for people to help them and coach them and, and positivity and light. So how would you, if somebody says, mm-hmm. well, what, you know, what are you doing? Isn't that bad? What, what, how would you describe uh, being a witch? Um, first of all, it's never what you see in the movies. <laughs> And so just get that out of your mind. And what it really is to me to be a witch is means you are powerful. It means you are in charge of your life, your destiny. You are taking, I guess, charge of what you want your life to manifest and to be. Um, we work with the element, we work with the goddess energy, we are in tune with the cycles of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm like you, I don't consider myself a light or a dark witch. I'm like a gray because mm-hmm. um I think magic is situational. Mm-hmm. And we don't believe in the devil. We take all of that crap out of the, you know, you're going to hell if you're bad. We believe in karma. Right. We believe in we are in charge of every action that we do has a consequence. Mm-hmm. So basically. The threefold, like the threefold t- law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And, and it's about taking charge of your life and not taking a bad seat to it. And it's about working your magic and knowing what energy a plant has, knowing what energy a flower has, or when the storm's coming in, what does that mean? Or earth, air, fire, water, all of those, working with all of those elements that make you a whole person. It's not 
sacrifice as far as a, sacrificing a baby kind of thing. Everybody makes a sacrifice. I mean, heck, I had to mm-hmm. sacrifice two cookies today and not eating it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can try to lose weight. Everybody sacrifices something in their life, right? Right, right. And working with the moon cycles and all that. cycles, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's about working with energy and goddess energy and being in tune with who you are and knowing the dark yeah. side, what I call the shadow side. Yeah, and, the shadow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being okay with, you know, being having a dark side. Everybody has a dark side. Everybody does. Oh, but everybody. We've all got those shadows that we've got to work on, you know, yeah. and look at and see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But witches own it. Witches know their dark side. Right. And they don't really hide it. Yeah. Yeah, and and the dark side doesn't mean, you know, we're going to go out and sacrifice a, a pigeon or, or, you know, go – you know, <laughs> do something. The dark yeah. side could be, you know, uh, maybe a addiction to something, you know, um, or right. or maybe you're a bully. Somebody's a bully in school or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's some dark sides that we want to clear up. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I think people ha- kind of have that image of the the um, Wizard of Oz where there was Glinda the Good Witch and then that, that green-faced mm-hmm. uh, hook-nosed bad, bad witch, and that's where they get the, yeah. the good. And Well, are you a good witch or a bad witch? But that's really more Hollywood um, and fairy tales. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's like you said, working, working with um, the elements and the earth and the universe to become a better person and um, create your mm-hmm. own life. Oh, I love it. Love it, love it. So... Um, all right, so conspiracy theories. I like it. Isn't it cool? Like, are you into like thinking about Bigfoot and UFOs, or what kind of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories are you interest interest you? All of it, and I believe in all of it. Just because. Well, here's the thing. It's funny because we were talking about you know my boyfriend who doesn't believe in that stuff. He's very scientific, very matter of fact. If there's not 20 mm-hmm. blind studies done, done on it, it doesn't exist. But whether you yeah. believe in conspiracy theories or not, I think the possibility of what if opens up a huge yeah. conversation. Right. And there's some stuff I believe in, some stuff I'm like, oh, that's just crazy, right? Um, but mm-hmm. I love the whole conspiracy theories of everything where have opens that dialogue to the possibility of like, what if it really was aliens? What if aliens do exist? Mm-hmm. What if we're an alternative universe? Mm-hmm. You know, or what if Bigfoot does exist? Because some of the stuff that if you go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, and some of this stuff ends up to be true, your whole life perspective perspective changes. Completely right, it sure does. And I grew up in in Seattle, outside of Seattle, and uh, I grew up mm-hmm. with the Bigfoot legend. You know, Bigfoot. Oh, we've yeah. got Bigfoot on coffee mugs and T-shirts, and we've got documentary <laughs> and books. And you know, they, you go to the Seattle mm-hmm. airport and you, ha- you can buy a T-shirt with the Bigfoot Sasquatch. You know, so I was always oh, cool. brought up with that. So it's it's like just you know natural you know to believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> from where I I come from. Yeah. Um, And then you get into fairies and mermaids and unicorns. Mm -hmm. And and I think these creatures probably, you know, the mermaid, probably men, pirates or men out on the sea, you know, a thousand years ago or whatever, saw some creatures like this and or people who are going in and out of other dimensions and, um, yeah. When you do plant plant medicine journeys, you you get a glimpse into those other dimensions, and you and you channel other beings and things like that. So it's kind of mm-hmm. um, you've got to be very open, and then you do see that oh wow, these there are other beings on on um, in other energetic mm-hmm. realms that we can't see, but some people have. Like imagine the person who wrote alice in wonderland or you know what that mm-hmm. imagination what where they had to go they probably saw a lot of things in dream time or slipping into other dimensions um oh, yeah. so yeah instead of just cut and dried this exists this doesn't exist 
there are right. many possibilities, right? So it's so cool. Exactly. I kind of feel sorry for the people who don't have that vivid imagination or vivid possibility mindset because it's you could get lost in it. I mean, it's it's just so magical and so fun and interesting to just expand your mind as far as what if there are gnomes or what if there is a Loch Ness monster or what if there is a chupacabra. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. it's and we you know, wonder what, what caused these. Yeah, we wonder what caused these cattle mutilations or you know the crop circles yeah. or there's so many so many things to delve into those crop circles. Um, I just, when I see them, I'm like, people say humans can make them, but how on earth can they get that design that's so huge Mm. from a, from a vantage point a viewpoint of being right there on the ground to create it? I just don't get it. You know, I, it blows my mind. um, It does. How cool they are. Some of them have been, some of them have been faked, you know, that's, that's proven it's been faked, but. You know, some of them you can just sit there and whether you believe it's a an energy field or a vortex making it or ley lines, mm-hmm. which I love ley lines, but mm-hmm. something is making them that's not from here. Mm. Whether mm-hmm. you believe in aliens or magnetic fields or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I just find it fascinating. I have a a friend here in Austin and she has light beings that come into her 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 yard every night and she'll photograph them and she has this it must be a portal or a vortex or something in her backyard it's just amazing this is pitch blackout but you will see these mm-hmm. beams of light just oh. and, and they're, they're not they're orbs? All over the place no how are, how do they look how is she sharing they, that anywhere? I like to see that. Is is does she put them yes, up on her Facebook on, page? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Can you share it? Can you share it so people can look? Or is, yeah, is it private? I'll ask her. I don't know if she wants. Oh no, yeah, she, ask her. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask yeah. her. Um, but you could just see things moving around as you take pictures, and you can. It's just like stuff comes down through that beam of light. It's fascinating mm-hmm. to me. It's yeah, fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. So what is your uh, suggestion for people who, because everyday witching is your jam. How can people, <laughs> maybe they ha- want to dabble or learn about this. What's some little witchy hacks that uh, people can yeah. do to add some witching into your everyday life? Um. Crystals is where I started, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, get a couple of crystals, open up your vibration center points in your hands, ask how they feel in your hands, if they're high vibration, low vibration, do they give you headaches? Start with crystals. I love that. Um, look for signs and symbols everywhere. And mm-hmm. I... I start my day off with what I call coffee divination. And what I do is every morning I have like a little ritual. It's not major. It's not like I'm spending 20 minutes in meditation. But when I make my coffee, I ask the, you know, the universe, what do I need to know today? And as I'm pouring my cream in my coffee, I will look for symbols. And, it's, and that's mm. how I do my coffee divination in the morning. Or you can pull mm-hmm. a tarot card, an oracle card, if you if you like that. Um, another thing that I like to do at night is I like to journal. I do sacred showers or sacred baths at night. So just to get rid of all of the gunk and yucky stuff that everybody carries around with round with them um, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I like to do is 
far as witching is I love to light candles. You can have any candle going all the time now that we're kind of like in our own office right now, right? Back in when I was in corporate, we couldn't have candles. We couldn't have anything lit. Mm-hmm. Um, essential oils are an amazing thing to use for um, your spell work or to clean out energy. Um, wear some crystals on you depending on what you want to do. You can put them in a bag, carry them with you. You can put them in your purse. You, well, you know, we put them on our bras. <laughs> yeah. When, yeah, I think put little ones in my bra. Of, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you're like, what are all these circles around my boobs for? And they're like, imprints of <laughs> Or you like, forget oh, yeah, and they fall out them. and crash on the floor. Uh, you know, they're like, crack, crack. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So wishing doesn't have to be hard. I know there's a lot of information out there and people, and it's wrong information. And Mm. people get confused on what is the right way to witch because there's so much information. How are you, I feel sorry for them because the newbie witches, because I know that they are frustrated, they're confused, they're scattered everywhere, they don't know where to start. They're, and here's the biggest thing. They're afraid that they're going to do something bad if they don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or oh. they're going to call in a demon or something. Right. And that's, so, you know, pretty pretty hard to call in a demon. You really have to concentrate on that yeah. and sit there and call them. I mean, it's not like someone's just going to slip through a crystal or anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, it's. I do a lot of paranormal stuff, so it's it's very rare you ever mm-hmm. come across a demon, but that's a whole other topic. Um, yeah, exactly. Work, exactly. Yeah. Mhm. Work with moon cycles. That's an easy place to start. Mm, you know, is it right. full moon? We have a full moon coming up. Oh. Yeah, full moon's coming up soon, yes. isn't it? In the next couple of days. Yeah. Yes. What What should people do with um, this full moon? What's a good thing? What could we do? Full moon for me is like this is the most powerful of the moons. Anything that you worked on that you want to manifest, this is going to give it oomph, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. if you want to work on bringing in more money, bringing in love or health um, or manifesting maybe, I don't know, a boat. Maybe you're like, I want a boat for some reason or I want a new house or something. This is the time for you to write your intentions down on a piece of paper Light that candle, get that color or crystals and the colors that you want that correspond with your desires because every candle color is different, has different Mm -hmm. energies called color magic. Every stone has a different energy. But the simplest thing to do is get a white candle. If you don't have any other specific colors that you have, get a white candle, write on a piece of paper which you want to manifest, Say it three times, put it under the candle or on your altar, put a couple crystals on it. I love quartz crystals. It's my go-to thing. And Mm -hmm. sit and meditate and ask the universe, this is what I want to manifest. Bring in your gods Mm -hmm. and goddesses if you have any or your um, ancestors. But just work with the full moon as far as bringing all of that energy into what you want to manifest. This is going to, this is the powerhouse. And actually I think there's a lunar eclipse, isn't it? Oh, I I don't know. It is some kind of big, big moon, big something. I don't know. I'm not sure about it. Yeah. Yeah. Something I like to do on, on the full full moon is um, releasing. Um, Mm -hmm. I will, let's say, let's say there's a, a woman has a, some an ex that's bothering her or somebody she can't get over or something mm-hmm. or somebody is gossiping about him at work or whatever. I like to, um, to write their name down on a piece of paper and then I'll a small little piece of paper and then I'll sit there with my cauldron or you can have a, you know some kind of little pot or something because you're gonna burn you know put some sand in there or something and then put your crystals around and your little maybe a, I have saints or I have a little Jesus statue some little statues mm-hmm. angel whatever and uh, 
my candles and then I'll, I'll pray and do a little meditation, use some little oils and, and then I'll say mm-hmm. a prayer like of release uh, the best wishing the best for this person and asking, you know, Archangel Michael come in and cut any cords that are connected with us. And yeah. I'm sending this person's energy back to them and I'm wishing them the best and releasing them from my life or releasing whatever their behavior, whatever. And then, and then burn their name and in the pot or the cauldron. And um, I did that before. And it's interesting how, They'll they'll reach out to you like the next day and say, oh, you're my, uh, you just popped into my mind yesterday, right when mm-hmm. right when I was doing the the doing it because we're all connected energetically and it really okay. it really works. It's it's I love that too. I mm-hmm. like doing that on a on a full moon. Now, what would you do on yeah. a new moon? A new moon is bringing in anything that is new in your life, or mm-hmm. if you want a new job or a new partner, or a new habit, or, you know, a new dog, or whatever it is, (laughs) and you bring in the energy of something new. It's really good for new goals, goal setting, Mm -hmm. planning, and I bring in the new moon for anything that is new energy that needs to have to get started, new beginnings. It's a great moon energy for new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So you could do any of the same kind of rituals, but just uh, as the same way but with the intent mm-hmm. of bringing in something new, new love, new Correct. vitality. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Madam Z, where can people find you? I've got everybody, her um, website is linked up back at Blog Talk Radio, but just tell everybody uh, how they can find you, what's your website and any other? Yeah, of course. So if you go to madamz.com, and that's where most of my stuff is at, um, if you scroll to the uh, very, I think it's the home page, if you scroll to the very bottom, there is take my free Unleash Your Inner Witch five-day challenge, and that is a free five-day challenge, and you can find it at the very bottom. Um, and that's where most of my stuff is at, or you can connect with me there. I'm on Facebook at Madam Z Tarot. I'm on YouTube mm-hmm. at Madam Z Tarot, and I'm on Instagram at Madam Z Tarot. Awesome. And it's Z Z E E Z double E Z E E. Yes. Yeah. Z E E. All right. So everybody connect with Madam Z. Check out her website. Take the Witchy Challenge. Um, and yes. thank you. I just want to thank you for spending this time with me here on the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. And everybody, go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com, and get your free self-love guided meditation. And um, I'm just sending everybody much love. And uh, start your everyday witching, people, and let us know how it goes. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Madam Z. Bye, everybody. You're very welcome. Bye.